0: for you enjoy the show
1: Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Oseas Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated set. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa. Every Every night, and it delivers that coveted post vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATABLE at malibu.com Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATable at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code datable for 10% off.
0: The DATEABLE podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my co-host, Michael Vargas, a fellow dating coach with a clinical psychology background, my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. Folks, on each episode, we dissect a dating story. And today, I believe we have Linda.
0: Linda's in the house. And she comes with um, a stack of papers. So I'm guessing she either wrote
3: a dissertation about dating or she has a really long story to share. Um, Well, I conducted a little experiment last summer and I kept track of what I did. So I just have uh, the results and um, I had kind of tabulated it so I could learn, I could learn from what I did for myself, but then also give it to my friends or people such as your audience. Please do share (laughs) everything.
2: So before you share what it is, can you tell us why you decided to do something like this?
3: So I I was talking to somebody and um, about dating in San Francisco and they were like, just go on some Tinder dates. And I was kind of like, well, it's really not that easy to just go on some Tinder dates. And um, I also have some premises that about uh, formalities, especially um, I'm in my early 30s. And so um, I feel like often the guy likes to make the first move. And, um, you know, often we have preconceived gender ro- gender notions about, like, who does what first that gets kind of entangled with um, basically how you are in life. So, like, for me, I make most things in my life happen, um, except in the dating world, I feel like there's this question of, like, who makes the first move um, and what's acceptable. Yeah. Um, so that I came to this kind of experiment with that premise of, like, Wanting to know, basically, could I make the first move and would that be receptible to people?
2: Hmm. Nice.
3: I, at one point in time, I was had been on Tinder and I thought it would be fun to get as many matches as I could. And so I think I had banked like over 500 matches. And um, nobody was really messaging me or I was going on a ton of dates, so I... Um, what I did first, uh, this was last summer, so I, um, I went through all the people I had matched with um, and I m- unmatched with anyone who hadn't been active in 2015 or clearly didn't live in t- in San Francisco. So, And then I sent the same message to the remaining 245 people. So half. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the message I sent, I said, hey, so-and-so, how's your week or how's your weekend going? And they said, what's the best first message that you've gotten on Tinder? I also made the decision to keep the conversation going as much as I possibly could. And then I basically kept track of the results of who I was talking to in a spreadsheet. Well,
0: 245 people, you would need a spreadsheet (laughs) or an
3: assistant. (laughs) Right. Well, the thing was I got a 17% response rate. So of those 245, uh, 42 replied at all. Of those 42 people, um, most of the conversations occurred within a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. All 245 messages resulted in zero dates. What? Zero asks. Mm-hmm.
2: So why do you think that is?
3: That's a very good question. I could be very bad at keeping up conversations, which is a possibility. It goes back to this initial premise of, do guys like to be in control of the conversation a little bit? Also, are people just on some of these apps just to be on there and just kind of browse? Talking about this with friends has brought up some very interesting kind of uh, backstories about like what people think about who messages first or... Kind of the rules of dating. So I, I think this is very interesting because I don't know if you know we did a Tinder experiment
0: where I asked twenty guys if they want to hook up, and I, of the twenty guys, nineteen of them were like, "Yeah, <laughs>
2: there
0: was a there was action involved. Like, when do you want to hook up? Where do you want to do this? Now I think it's because there was a call to action, right? Mm-hmm. So do you yeah. want to hook up? That's a call to action. <laughs> your question was more of a research-based question. What's, your, what's like the best first line you've gotten? So for a guy, that's a very neutral opener. And maybe that doesn't lead to action. That's, that's, where, that's, true.
3: that's what my theory is at this point. Well, how do you initiate a conversation with somebody that you want to get to know versus right. like asking them like, oh, do I want... Do you wanna hook up? I mean, like, yes, that is very action oriented. <laughs> but I mean, obviously it's like you're getting a very different kind of set of people.
0: But isn't that the problem we're facing these days, totally. right? You're either hooking up or you're not. Correct. There is almost no gray area. It's black or white. And I think people have a hard time doing that initial opener and then how do you convert that into action? And I've, I read this somewhere on Tinder. If you're not asked out within the first 24 hours of talking to someone, you'll never be asked out. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You'll never hear from them again. You'll never hear from them again, and then you just have to unmatch them. I have an unmatch rule. If I don't hear from you you within 24 hours, I unmatch.
2: I'm not a Tinder guy, right? I've never used Tinder. But I imagine that when I'm talking to someone, I want it to be fun and entertaining and exciting and interesting. Um, And I got a feeling like, there are a lot of elements out there that people do approaches that are very just dull and boring.
0: It's just so much clutter that you have to break through. You have to stand out amongst like the thousands of other people that they've swiped through.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, question of like, what's the best um, line that someone's ever used? It, it just, it feels like, I don't know, fishing for something versus being of interest.
3: Mm. Okay. That's an interesting point. It I mean, feels fishing. And, and maybe it wasn't the best first one. And I, you know, I vary for the, so on Bumble, I'm on Bumble right now and it's like, Okay, around the holidays, I was like, what's your, what What drink are you? What's your go-to drink for the holidays? Yeah. And it, and people were like, well, I don't drink. I'm like, you could have said like spiced mocha, like whatever. Like, what's your, go-? like, I'm just trying to like figure out some common ground that we can like have, figure out a way to start a conversation.
2: Why are you doing this?
3: Ultimately, I want to date somebody. So. Like, that is why I'm doing this. And I, um, I have very limited time, I have a commute. And that's the point of the, the apps, in my mind, is that they are this kind of, in addition to uh, your general day-to-day, it's like you are at a bar and you're like, okay, do I wanna talk to this person? Do I not wanna talk to this person? And then if, they, if you both say yes, then you can start talking and see where something goes. You will approach a guy at a bar. I won't necessarily like go approach a guy to bar. I will, um, I have played a game in the past with my friends called pick a guy, pick a line, which is you choose the (laughs) cheesiest pickup line that you can. Yes. I
2: wanna play that. I I wanna play that game. Yeah, I kinda like that game actually too.
3: It's actually super fun um, and you go up and with, I mean, you're out with your friends and you're like, we gotta talk to some dudes. Like, come on, let's do this. And they pick a guy, you deliver a line and Either they're like, oh, that was funny, ha ha ha, or they're like, okay, you're, you're weird.
0: I feel like very rarely a guy will be like, that's weird.
3: Oh, it's happened. It's really? definitely happened. The more Popsicle stick-esque joke kind of thing it is, the, be- the safer you are. What does that mean? For example, um, how much does a polar bear weigh? How much? Enough to break the ice. Oh, oh okay. so like super cheesy.
0: Can I just give you a few good ones, or just Please. one good one that I got recently? This guy said, um, "Hey, I heard you're good in algebra. Can you replace my x without asking why?"
3: Oh my god. Oh, that's very good.
0: <laughs> and then I wrote back and I said, "Do you have any more?" He said, "No, that's my only one," <laughs> <laughs> and that's where our conversation ended. But I think I want to go back to Linda's point of going on Bumble versus Tinder. I know that if you did this this experiment on Bumble, 245 would have converted to 245 asks, because I think it's because on Bumble you're expected to make that first move, but I think on Tinder it it's a little bit abnormal. I guys are very suspicious on Tinder when they make the first move. I've learned that. I've learned that. I've learned that from Tom. I didn't even tell you guys. (laughs) Michael, Tom wrote back to me. So, of the 20 guys I asked to hook up on Tinder, one guy didn't respond.
2: Oh wait, that, that was the one guy who did Tom is the one guy who didn't Tom respond? Tom
0: is the guy who didn't respond, but we had a mutual friend and I had the mutual friend tell Tom to respond back to me. And Tom <laughs> wrote me three pages of messages saying how he had met someone and how he was suspicious of my message, he thought I was a spam bot, he didn't think I was sincere, he was looking for something real.
2: You know what's funny, even though he didn't respond first, he was probably affected the most.
0: Yeah, I think you're right cuz he got off Tinder because of it. No, he didn't say that. But he was, he did get off Tinder. Like, but I, I still think it's interesting. It's all in context. We talked about this before. It's all in context of what happens. What else is in that that packet of yours?
2: <laughs> is that is that it? Is that a pie chart? I saw a pie chart. There's we we have a couple pie charts. We and they're color coded.
3: Oh yes. Um I mean I also used it as, I was like, I've never calculated uh, time differentials in Excel. What do you do for work? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as part of my job, I do a lot of data analysis. So, I mean, it's not like too far off the mark for me to be being like, well, what what does this say? And I mean, that's kind of part of how I've processed it. What I have decided, though, as a result of this is I will message people more. Mm. Because I kind of feel it's all a numbers game. So even Bumble, so I'm on Bumble right now and it's definitely the one I use the most. It's definitely the one that people respond to the most because there is no kind of premise of like, people aren't gonna, uh, or sorry, there's no question of who has to do that first first ask and make the first ask. Still plenty of times people don't
2: respond. Do you feel like you're more a much more logical person or a much more emotional person?
3: I would say that I am I'm a logical person. I do, I mean, I try to think things through, but I also have those uh, emotional, like kind of like gut feel, like we're gonna uh, just go t- take wherever the day takes us, that's where we're, what we're gonna do. Cause
2: I, I wonder, cause like I hear from like a lot of people like with um, when they're more on the logical side of like the same things that you're expressing with like dating and, and how to approach things. Um, so I'm just curious Is what is your perspective on that, of being someone who's more logical in the dating world versus someone who has kind of more emotionally driven?
3: You know, who I am is who I am. So there's, there's that component of like, I love spreadsheets. So like, you know, (laughs) you want to talk about your favorite Excel function. I'm your, I'm your gal. Um, one of my strengths is actually being like deductive and logical. And when people don't message me back after a month, I'm not taking it really personally. I'm like, well, they don't like me. I'm going to move on. It's, it's been a month and they haven't responded and they're cluttering up this like whole stream of people that are here. So Let's just move on.
0: Um, okay. So I'm going through some of your results. These are interesting. You took very detailed notes. This is amazing. (laughs) Tinder Hinge happen. Which one did you have better luck on?
3: Uh, So I had zero, sorry. I had one date that resulted out of all of these on Hinge and I was stood up. Did he (laughs) explain? No, he unmatched me. (laughs) Fuck. So, and, and I, so actually I have found, so by telling that story, so many people get stood up on online dating apps. All the time. All the time. Like I had a friend get stood up three times in one week. Wow. Wow. And and I have guy friends who are there like, oh yeah, that happens all the time with Tinder. Yeah.
0: Wait, but this, this saying in your Tinder notes is saying you went on a date with this guy. Let's see. Your last, his last message was, L- Linda, likewise, we'll have to get together soon, thanks for your number. Oh. You went on a date with this guy.
3: Okay, three message from him. Oh, restarted the convo on, hmm, I don't know,
0: okay. You wrote that, and you, that's from Tinder. I did. This is awesome. She wrote, called him the wrong
3: name, copy and paste was not a full, foolproof method. <laughs> but he responded so that got him to respond. I will say on um, half of the Tinder ones I also added in a component of that that got a lot more responses that said or do you think it's a turn off if the lady makes the first sends the first message? Oh. And that got a lot more initial responses that was no, but not any follow up. Right.
0: Not surprising. I liked how this one says there was well over a year between his last message and the Standard question so it took him 491 days (laughs) to write the next message (laughs) but see this is the thing with tinder is that you could be off tinder but your profile exists still so you you like you could get in a relationship the day after you message someone and your profile still exists so then it almost seems like you're ghosting on
3: someone but you're not you know it's just in this virtual world you still exist Right. Honestly why I really like the new Bumble feature that is they expire after 24 hours. So it means that only people that are actively using the site you're talking to.
0: Um, What other takeaways did you get from your research?
3: I would say that if you see anything of interest in anybody's profile, swipe right and that you can always end a conversation, but you can never start a conversation you never had.
0: That's true. Now, my last question is, what was your profile? What did you say in your profile
3: for Tinder? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know, it probably has not changed. I can show you right now.
0: Because I I feel like that plays into whether people message you back or not. And then- um, Totally. Very last thought is, I think, um, I read something the other day that stuck with me um, all these online dating apps are there to make the introduction. It's up yeah. to you to make things happen. So let's stop um, blaming these online apps because if you're meant to meet someone, you're going to meet them in one way or the other. And th- they're just providing one extra method for you to meet them. So how you take it from there is up to you.
3: Yeah. Um, no, I've definitely changed what I had on my profile since. Uh, because right now all it says is that's what she said. I try to I try to be comical. I message
1: you. <laughs> I would, yeah.
3: I swipe right on you. There you go. So you know what,
0: you guys just use Tinder online dating as an apparatus to meet people and and if you do an experiment, do it respectfully and you never know who you'll meet. I met someone when I did the Tinder experiment. It was phenomenal. Yeah. You got pie charts from, (laughs) from your Tinder experiment and your online experiment. So I think it's always worthwhile to just go experiment, try to go out of your comfort zone. If you don't normally message first, message first. Try it all, do it all, who cares? Just have fun with it. Question of the day is, what should you say in your online dating profile? So I think this is a very convoluted question just because it obviously depends on who you are, but some people, like for me, I like to keep it short because I don't like to give too much information, and some people love to give a lot of information. The one thing I do know is, I've read this in research, a girl should never write I'm not here for hookups in their in their profile. Because every guy reads that and goes, I wonder if she wants to hook up. There's it serves no purpose to write that in your profile.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree on that. Um I say that um you should write something that you wouldn't find out on a first date. So oh, yeah. um something that is more kind of personality based versus something that somebody's gonna see in a photo so that you give somebody an opportunity to say something more. Oh, that's
2: a great one. I kind of have like a, a different idea of it. Um, I would say maybe focus, I don't know, more or less, but the pictures. Like I think you can use the pictures as a way of displaying what it is that you would put in your bio. Like a picture's worth a thousand words. Like give me a little picture to understand who you are and I'm good.
3: But if you start talking to somebody, they do look at their your profile. Right. And then if you want to con- continue the conversation... You've got to have something there.
0: I agree. You've got to have a little substance. Um, When I was in Norway, I met this phenomenal girl, and she's like, my best friend met her husband because on her Tinder profile, she listed all her flaws. None of her positive characteristics and she said if you can handle this we're a good match and she said before she was getting hundreds of uh, you know matches and then she got two matches and of the two one of one of them was her husband so that could be an interesting way you know list all your flaws put it all out there if you have a third nipple just put it on there (laughs) nobody wants to be a boozle like that Okay, you guys, let's wrap this up. If you have a dating story for us, we love to hear from you. We can protect your name and change the names of the people involved in your story. Either way, we just love hearing all of your dating stories. And on that note, last but not least, Michael, take it away.
2: Stay dateable.
0: As you can see from this episode, you're not alone in your frustrations with these dating apps. And that is why we're starting to see new apps come up all the time, trying to resolve some of these issues. Also lately, we've been seeing existing apps trying to revamp their current platforms. One good example is Hinge, who has now completely changed their app to what they're calling a relationship app. Have you guys tried it? What do you think? Is it going to solve all of our online dating woes? Drop us a line with your thoughts. Your action item for this week is to solidify a date within 24 hours of matching with someone. Obviously, you wanna make sure you want to meet up with them first, But once you've established interest, get a date set. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast.